Shut the Fork Up podcast with your host and your fat positive big sister, Destiny Murtaugh. Join us for your weekly dose of unhinged FaceTime energy with your bestie, where we talk about literally forking everything. Let's go, bitches. Well, hello there, hotties. Welcome back to the podcast. Can you believe that we're in 2024? I'm going to be 29 in like two weeks. But hello, hi, I have heard you. Destiny, where's the new episode? Destiny, how's your new job going? Destiny, how are things? I I hear you. I needed a minute to get settled and I was having some issues. I'm currently recording you on my old laptop that my mom has been using for the past couple years. She is old. I got her in my second year of university, but she's not my iMac, so it's fine. So I really don't know how this recording is going to go. If it's even working, I guess I'll find out when I go to edit this. But hello, welcome to 2024. Welcome back to Shut the Fork Up podcast. Hope you guys had a great Christmas and holiday season. I hope it was restful and exciting that you got to see loved ones or friends or whatever it may be. And I hope that you're ready to kick some mother forking ass in 2024 because that is the energy that I'm going for, okay? I cannot have another year like 2023 or 2022 or 2021 for that matter. I feel like I have been in a very big downward slump for many years now, and I am so ready to just be over that phase of my life, which is why today in this episode and this season of my life is so, so exciting. We have so much to catch up on, but we're going to throw it back to a couple of weeks ago when I was still in Ontario, living at home. Something I'm trying to do more this year is like less scripting, more feelings, like more of that unhinged FaceTime energy that this podcast was supposed to have. I feel like we've been losing that a little bit. So we're going to try to be a little bit more chaotic, less streamlined, less scripted, just au natural, you know? I don't even know where to start. It's just, it's so crazy that this, like where I am currently is my life now. It's not a vacation. Anyway, okay. If you're just finding this podcast or you haven't tuned in in a little while and you're like totally confused, I... For the past 10 months, from March of 2023 until December 2023, I was living with my parents. I was back in my hometown. (laughs) I was down bad. I had lost my job in March. I had moved back home because I didn't know where else to go. And obviously, I am terrible with money, so I had literally no savings. So I moved home, and I lived there for 10 months. And it was a lot. In some ways, it was nice to be home and surrounded by family. I hadn't lived at home in a very long time, but like, I need my own space again. I had been living on my own for four years at my old job, and then I'd been away at university for five years before that. And even though I had had roommates, I wasn't at home, you know, like it's a different vibe when you go from being completely independent and being in your own space and being able to just make your own schedule and lay in bed watching Netflix all day if you want to, or, you know, make bad choices or whatever. And when you're living at home, at least if you're in a similar situation to me where it's a little bit more strict, it's a very small house, there's not a lot that you can do that's not going to be known by everybody else in the house. I knew that I needed to go, but I hadn't really had any luck in finding a job or figuring out what I wanted to do next. I honestly didn't even know what I wanted to do next. There were a lot of breakdowns. There were a lot of tears. It was a very bad time for mental health. But I was finally offered this job as a marketing coordinator. But the the hitch was 
that I would have to move to the other side of Canada by myself. I would know no one and I'd have to relearn everything and in a place where, you know, my parents weren't going to be 30 minutes from my old place. So beginning of December, I got offered this job. I took a week to think about it because it was a big decision, especially since I was broke as fork and I didn't know how I was even going to be able to move (laughs) in terms of like booking tickets and moving is expensive obviously i was stressed like literally breaking out in stress rashes because i didn't know what to do and even though i wanted to take this opportunity i didn't know financially how i was going to make it happen obviously i'm here it happened (laughs) but it was not an easy process so basically and listen i'm not a financial expert. I'm not someone you should be listening to when it comes to any kind of money, budgeting, anything like that. But I decided because I didn't want to not take this opportunity and not take this job simply because I didn't have the money at the time to take it. So like any financially responsible adult, I got a credit card. And it's just a little baby. Like, she's nothing crazy. She's got a couple thousand dollars on her, um, like, available. But I use that to book my plane tickets. And that has been my primary mode of survival for the past couple of weeks. I did just get my first paycheck, though. So that was very exciting. But it was a very, very, very small paycheck. Because just because of when I arrived and, like, how their pay periods fall, I think it was only, like, three days that I got paid for. But then I also did get reimbursed for my flights. So that was nice. Anyway, I took out a credit card. Was it the right move? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but it's fine. It came together very quickly, but it was also like not great. (laughs) My family was less than supportive. The only person who ever actually said congratulations to me were like distant family members, friends, and my mom once in passing. Everyone else and my aunt, I guess my aunt, my Nana were very excited for me. They were as at their house when I got the news, but I don't know. It was just, it was a weird vibe and it definitely mellowed me out a little bit and made me feel not great and really made me question if this even was something that I should be doing. It was the nail in the coffin of, okay, yeah, we need to go because this is just not working right now. It's not the right environment for me at this time. So yeah. So I ended up, I tried to reach out to a couple suitcase brands. I was really hoping to work with one of them, but I think just because of the turnaround, it just wasn't a possibility. So um, I ended up getting two suitcases from Monos, which was great, and a carry-on from Amazon. And that is all I took with me when I moved. (laughs) And God, if you are a big girl, you're going to understand this. Packing when you're fat is so forking hard. I hate watching videos on YouTube or on TikTok of people being like, pack with me for a week. And they have so many options, like five different pairs of pants and dresses and skirts and tops and jackets and shoes. I'm like one pair of my jeans rolled up takes up a chunk of my suitcase. I did not bring that much clothes with me. I have two pairs of jeans, one of which I wore on the plane. So I packed a pair of jeans, a solitary pair of leggings, two sweaters, a couple dresses, a cardigan, two blazers, a couple shirts and underwear. And that was pretty much it. (laughs) Like it's so much harder to travel 
when you're bigger and like you can't really just travel in a carry-on it doesn't work (laughs) and it's very stressful but i got here with two suitcases and a carry-on um and then my dad actually just shipped me my imac and we packed around it a few more clothes and things so i got that on friday I don't think I'm going to open it yet, though. I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, this is where the chaotic FaceTime energy comes in. This is how I tell stories. Anyway, here's the thing about me. I am a massive procrastinator. I do everything at the last minute. Diamonds are made under pressure. That was my motto in university. And you know what? I graduated with honors. So what do you want from me? But I put off packing because I wanted to film it and make TikToks. And I just kept making excuses because I really hate packing. Um, and I knew that would mean I'd have to go through all of my clothes and parse down what I could bring with me. But I ended up packing the day before and it was like an all day affair. I went through all of my clothes. I really tried to put together a combination of clothes that I would actually want to wear around the hotel and in my free time or whatever on the weekends, like comfier clothes, as well as like professional clothes that I could wear to the office. And we ended up having to like pack and repack three or four times because my bags kept being overweight. And honestly, I was so close to just being like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I will just pay for the oversized baggage. But it would have been so much money. It was like an extra $200 per bag. And I was traveling with two bags. That's $400 right there just for the one plane. And then I had to get on a secondary plane, which is a very small plane. So their fees and stuff are obviously more because they can't bring as much with them. Um, Anyway, it would have cost me like $600 to bring two suitcases that were slightly over 50 pounds. So I had to keep unpacking, repacking, trying to strategically get rid of things while keeping enough things that I could actually live and go to work and be comfortable in my own space. Took some working around. I eventually got it down to like just under 50 pounds. And that was including all of my hair care and makeup and skincare and shoes and da 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 da. Like there was more in the suitcase than just clothes. Not much, but a little bit more. And I just had to laugh because my grandpa and my dad kept being like, I don't know why you're bringing all this with you. Just go to like a thrift store when you get there. And I'm like, first of all, did you look at this place on the map? It is a very small town. I don't think there's going to be like a Play-Doh's closet there, you know? And like there is two thrift stores, I think, neither of which are open yet. This place has weird holiday hours. The one place in town that does pizza has been closed for three weeks and they don't open until the 18th again. That's their holiday break. Isn't that crazy? It's just so weird to me that it's so long. I feel like in my hometown like places that I've been like a business is closed on like New Year's Day and then they're open on the second anyway but the one that has opened and some of the stores that I have gone into here literally nothing fits like they do not plus sizes are not a thing which I find kind of ironic because there definitely is a lot of plus size people here like it's not a very thin town in any regard so I find it weird that they don't have plus sizes but literally not a single store that I've gone into has my size. So I'm like, imagine if I had taken their advice and I had come with just like the bare minimum, I wouldn't have been able to wear anything. I wouldn't have any clothes. Anyway, so I packed the day before and then my grandparents came over because they had went up north and picked up my great grandma because she was coming down for a couple days over the holidays. So there, it was a very busy house <laughs> and um, yeah, got packed, 
hung out with them for a little bit, played like cards and stuff. And then my great grandma ended up leaving and going back to my grandparents' house. My siblings, like my dad, ended up going to bed. And then it's just me and my mom. And I was fully planning on, you know, going to bed, getting a decent night's sleep. I was so forking tired. I think I had to wake up at like three because we were going to be leaving to go to the airport by like four, something along those lines. So my initial plan had been go to bed early, wake up early, get some sleep in before my crazy travel day. Mm, No, my mother was like, no. (laughs) So we ended up staying up all night long watching Gilmore Girls. And I was (laughs) so tired. And then my uncle came at like three o'clock in the morning and we left for the airport. This was truly the travel day from hell. And it all started one because I had to wake up at three and I hadn't been to bed yet. I was exhausted. I was so tired. And I fully thought my uncle was going to stop at Timmy's because he is such a Timmy's guy, like literally anytime he gets in the car. So I was fully ready to get like a coffee and then we didn't stop. And I was like, (laughs) but it all started wrong because we got to the airport. He dropped me off. And when I got inside, I realized that he had dropped me at the wrong terminal. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Pearson Airport in Toronto, but it is massive. And I have never navigated it by myself. When I went to Jamaica in April, we flew out of Hamilton, which is a much smaller airport. And I did that by myself. But this airport, I was already so stressed and so anxious. I had no idea where I was going. I didn't know how to get to the terminal that I needed to get to. And I eventually found someone who took pity on me and brought me up to the right area. And then I had to take this train in the sky to my actual terminal. It was a lot of chaos. I ended up eating. <laughs> I got like a sub at Subway at literally like 4 a.m. because I was so hungry. I cannot say I've ever had a sub from Subway or any sub at that time. It was it was crazy. But I finally made it to my terminal. I got my baggage dropped off and I was like, thank God. I was so scared that they were going to be overweight still on their scales. But everything was good. Got those dropped off. Just had me and my carry-on. And then I went and got Subway and then I went to my terminal my plane got delayed and I was so terrified because I had a couple hour layover in Vancouver before I had to take my second smaller plane to Vancouver Island. But I was so scared as it was getting delayed that I wasn't going to make that connection. And then I would have been really forked because they only fly like once a day. The next like three days, they were already sold out. So I was like, if I don't make this plane, I'm in real big trouble. But thankfully, we eventually got in the air. And this is when things, actually, that's a lie. Things were fucked before we actually got into the air. So here's the thing. I I get onto the plane. And as always, the first thing that I do is ask the flight attendant for a seatbelt extender. I would rather be safe than sorry. And I always ask at the beginning because they usually have them tucked in right there so they can just grab it for you super easily. It's less embarrassing if you're someone who gets embarrassed or you've never asked for one because you're not asking like in your seat, like surrounded by other people. Um, So unfortunately, she didn't have them where they normally do. So she was like, oh, well, just tell me your seat number and I'll bring it to you when I get there. And I was like, oh, great. Perfect. So <clears throat> we're making our way back because she, I was following her because it would have been in one of the overhead bins, like one of the, I don't know, the ones the the flight attendants like use to store their, store their whatever. So we get to this aisle and I can see that it's my number and I'm like, oh, dang, there's already two people in. I love sitting in the aisle seat because I can lean against the window when I take my gravel and it's easier to fall asleep. So I'm a little bit more comfortable. I get really, really, really anxious flying 
I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> and like this year, I've taken quite a few flights and every single time, obviously I make it into the air and everything is fine. But that just, I mean, it's the nature of anxiety, right? It doesn't have to make sense of why you feel the way that you feel. It just, it is. But I always go for the window seat because then I can lean against the window. It just makes me feel like put away from everybody else. And I can just like zone out, look out at the sky if I want to, whatever. But there's already two people in my row. So I was like, dang, because I hate, I hate, because I'm not small. You know, like some people, they could probably just like step over the people in the aisle and like make it to their aisle seat and be totally fine. That is not who I am. <laughs> like if I tried to do that, my ass would literally be in your face, which is like a gift to you, but would just be awkward. So it was an older couple and they got out. I squished in and I'm literally not even seated yet. And I can already see them like sharing looks with each other. Maybe I'm reading into it. It's fine. I sit down and the armrest is up, you know, like in its position. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they're usually up and then you can put it down. And I don't usually put it down because like it usually squishes into my hip and it's just uncomfortable, especially for a longer play ride. This was like a five hour, which isn't crazy, but long enough. So I didn't put it down and I didn't really think anything of it because they were already sitting there and like they hadn't put it down. So the flight attendant comes back. She hands me my flight or my seatbelt extender and I'm putting that in and I can hear the husband start to mumble. He's like, oh, like, do you mind like putting the like the what the fuck is it called? Why am I blanking on it now? You know what I mean? Like the seat divider thing, the armrest. Um, he was like, do you mind putting that down? And initially I thought that it was like you know, like they're an older couple, maybe they're worried about like COVID or sickness and they want that little bit of extra separation. Not that the armrest is literally going to do anything, but I was like, whatever, they're old. So I put it down, but it wasn't completely down. Like I kind of had it resting on my hip versus pushing it all the way down and then it actually being digging into my hip. And apparently that was the wrong thing to do because this man started to go off about how they had also paid for their seat and you know like asking the flight attendant if they could change or if they could move me or if they could go somewhere else because they had paid for the seat and it was unacceptable that the armrest couldn't go all the way down I was taking up their space and it just making me feel so fucking bad keep in mind this is at like five o'clock in the morning and I hadn't slept I was so tired I was stressed from having to navigate the airport I was stressed and anxious already from the thought of flying and this guy is like going in and the flight attendant is doing nothing. He is being an absolute dick and just being like super obvious that he just has a massive disdain for fat people. And it was going beyond the fact that I was just in a seat. And like his wife was tiny. She wasn't even taking up her whole seat. Flight attendant didn't say anything. She was like, sorry, sir, we're all booked. So I finally like I pushed the thing all the way down into my hip and I'm so uncomfortable and I'm turning towards the window and I'm grabbing my hair and like pulling it in front of my face so they can't see my eyes because I'm crying. I'm just so done. I'm so embarrassed. They made such a big scene and it was just so frustrating. And this isn't the first time that I've gotten comments made to me on an airplane or that people have said something about the seat belt extender, but it was truly like the first time that someone had been that vocal about it. And like, 
to the point where like the people around us were hearing what they were saying and the flight attendant was obviously like not giving a fuck and not doing anything to try to support me or say anything but then (laughs) this is where things really got fucked so I'm turning away I'm like in my own zone I had my noise canceling headphones on just trying to block them out and like crying to myself literally like trying to fold myself over so that I was taking up as little physical space as possible, knowing that this is going to be such a fucking uncomfortable five-hour plane ride. And then we got delayed, so it was even longer. But then this man has the audacity to reach over every like 10 minutes and pinch my hips as like a reminder, like, hey, you're in my wife's seat again. Like, just the audacity of people. Fuck, I'm like, I'm not crying because I'm like sad or like traumatized. I'm just angry. (laughs) I'm mad that people treat people who look like me with so little respect and to treat us as less than human. Like, who do you think you are that you have the right to just reach over and touch me? No, thank you. (laughs) I was getting so flustered and so heated and the flight attendants kept coming around. Like they knew what was happening. They knew that this person was being verbally and physically abusive is a strong word and maybe not the right word to use in this context, but like I was being harassed by this man and his wife and they did nothing and neither did any of the people around us and this is where I'm like if you want to be an ally in whatever regard if it's in terms of like being an ally for someone who's in the LGBTQ being an ally for a person of color for someone who's disabled for someone who doesn't have anyone else speaking up for them someone who's being bullied someone who's being harassed someone who's fat like whatever the case may be if you're gonna be an ally then say something when you see something we were surrounded by people like it was a full plane there were three people high behind us three people in front of us and three people to the side of us and not one of them said anything and neither did any of the flight attendants so flare airlines a massive colossal fork you the only reason i traveled with them is because they were so much cheaper but i think in the future i'll pay extra because i felt less than human on that flight i arrived into town and thank god i had a couple hour layover because i got to the airport and i threw up because i was so disgusted with the way that i was treated and the thought that this could happen to other people on flights and the crew and people around them and the fucking people themselves who were doing it just didn't care cool great way to start my journey Anyway, um, finally get off the plane and I see this man walking and every part of me wanted to just grab his cane and hit him with it. But obviously I didn't because I rose above and I was like, you know what? Hopefully I never have to see your forking face again. <sighs> Deep breath. See, I told you this was going to be unhinged FaceTime energy. Anyway, get off the plane, land in Vancouver. And as I said, went to the bathroom, threw up, was just like so over it. And I get here and I'm like, where the fork is my terminal or my gate or whatever? Couldn't find it anywhere in the airport, literally anywhere. I finally find a help desk and I ask them and they're like, oh, well, that's one of like the smaller planes. So it's actually run out of this totally other airport on the other side of town. Like, perfect. How do I get there? And he's like, oh, well, there's a shuttle that comes like once an hour. I'm like, fucking fantastic. Perfect. Love that my window of time between flights is getting shorter and shorter like I just want to get there eat something take some more gravel and FaceTime a friend to just cool down before I have to get on this other plane (sighs) finally make it onto the shuttle ridiculous took so long and I'm like why is this so anyway 
we get to this airport and it is so tiny so tiny i get in and it's like the decorations like it was just it was old it was it was so old and gaudy but whatever i get checked in there's no security you literally just sit in a waiting room or there was a little cafe so i went to the cafe I got something to eat and then I read for two hours before the flight took off. And this was the flight that I was very anxious for. So the flight from Toronto to Vancouver is like a normal plane, but the flight from Vancouver to Vancouver Island is a very, 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 very small plane. <laughs> a little, a little like Cessna plane. There are 10 seats on this airplane, five on one side, five on the other. And there were only seven of us passengers on the plane and then there was two staff the pilot and the co-pilot so there was nine of us (laughs) all together on this plane and when I tell you so first of all we had to walk out onto the tarmac to get onto it and then this like tiny little staircase came down they were like the most narrow shallow steps of my life and I was like oh fuck me this is not going to be good the door to get on the plane is so small I step in you can like barely stand up straight. Like I'm only five, four and a half. And yes, the half is very important, but I'm five, four and a half. And I was having to like slightly bend to be able to like stand in this aisle and like not hit my head off the surface. So I'm one of the last people on trying to like huddle through the thing. The aisle is so narrow that I'm having to walk sideways. (laughs) And I have my big backpack with me and I finally get to my seat and it's like the tiniest tiniest little seat with the tiniest little window and I didn't know this when I selected my seat but I was the aisle behind the like emergency response whatever so I actually didn't have any space underneath the seat in front of me for my bag the seat across the aisle from me I say across the aisle as if it wasn't like literally right next to me basically but I had initially put my backpack there and then the co-pilot was coming around to like check everything and he actually was like here I'll put this in the closet up at the front I was like okay let me grab my headphones first so yeah there was seven passengers on this plane like no wi-fi no bathrooms (laughs) no flight attendant nothing like thank god I had taken gravel And I had my noise canceling headphones because the first thing he said to us was like, yeah, this is going to be a bumpy ride. Just heads up. Like it's pretty windy up there. And I was like, perfect. Just what I needed to hear. Thankfully, I had taken my gravel at the perfect time. So it was already starting to kick in. And honestly, guys, if you take one thing away from this, get yourself a pair of noise canceling headphones. I have the Sony, I think it's the XM4s. And they're like a couple hundred dollars, like worth every penny. First of all, they were great for ignoring that ridiculous old couple earlier but then on this little plane the propellers are so loud I'm like thank god for noise canceling and for taylor swift because i just put those on played taylor swift at like full volume and like knocked out with my gravel and thank god because i think i would have literally had a fully fledged panic attack otherwise i already felt nauseous enough i couldn't even imagine trying to do that journey without any kind of gravel anyway worst plane ride ever um 10 out of 10 would not recommend it was i mean if you're fine with flying and like you don't mind small spaces then you'd probably be fine and if you're not too tall because if you're like over like five eight no it's probably not going to be for you or at least it'd be pretty uncomfortable but jesus yeah finally got there thankfully thank god it was only an hour flight jesus thank you jesus (laughs) 
<laughs> truly any longer i think i literally would have died we finally land on vancouver island and we land right next to the ocean i'm like what is this where am i and we go into like this tiny 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 little like i thought the one that i had flown out of was small this was even smaller and I asked a couple to take a picture of me and I posted that on my Instagram with my two suitcases and my <laughs> noise canceling headphones on and the fucking trauma in my eyes. But we made it. There was a taxi waiting, thank God, because obviously I didn't know who to call. I ended up having to book a stay at a local hotel for the first night because I didn't know if I could move into my temporary accommodation that my work was providing or not. It, unfortunately, like this whole process happened over their Christmas break. They weren't in office, so there just wasn't a lot of communication happening. So I wasn't sure if the space that I was going to be living in was ready for me or not. So I ended up booking a hotel for the first night, which I think was the right move because it was like it's a hotel bed, you know, so like they're so comfy. There was room service. There was a restaurant attached to it. It was like right by McDonald's, which I ended up getting for dinner because I was like, I just need something that's comforting and like familiar to me right now. And I passed out pretty early that day. I arrived on the 28th. So then the 29th, I ended up coming over to my temporary accommodations with all of my luggage and was just praying that the code that they gave me would work and I'd be able to get in, which thankfully I was. And when I got here, the room isn't anything special. It's free accommodation in like basically what was a motel. But the view, I have this massive window and it looks out right over the ocean. I keep my window open every single night so I can w listen to the waves hitting the shore and like the birds and stuff. It's so cool. I spend so much of my time just in a chair in front of the window looking out at the ocean. I got here on the 29th and the first couple of days I walked down to the ocean a bunch and I found this cafe less than a two minute walk from where I was staying, which is also my office building. So I went there five times in two days was making a bunch of content, had gone grocery shopping, had cried at how much groceries cost here. I just keep to, every time I go grocery shopping, I'm like, just think about how pretty it is. Think about the ocean, think about the view because the groceries, yeah, it, it, it hurts. My first grocery bill here was $170. And at that point I didn't have a microwave. I didn't have a hot plate. I didn't have any way to cook or heat up food. So really all I had gotten was breads, crackers, peanut butter and jam. The stuff for like a smoothie bowl and that was like pretty much it and it was almost two hundred dollars it was crazy but um kind of just soaked up those first couple of days walking around the area going to the beach a lot reading that time between christmas and new year's where time doesn't seem to exist just trying to like embrace that time and whatever and then new year's eve came around and i'm such a homebody i am not the type of person to go out to a bar so i went to guido's that morning which is like the coffee shop by me and this girl this girl's in line and all of a sudden and i had my noise canceling headphones on on my computer and i was just like doing some stuff on my computer and all of a sudden this girl like walks up to me and she's like oh my god like are you destiny and i was like yes <laughs> and she's like i'm jordan so this girl had messaged me on tiktok like earlier that day i was like hey like i saw your videos i saw that you're from the same town that i am and then her last message to me which i hadn't seen until after this was like have you ever been to guido's like the coffee shop here so she was like oh my god i'm jordan like da, 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 da. so we started talking and she said that she was going to the new year's eve event at the local like pub that was attached to the hotel that i had stayed at that first night 
So I was like, oh, like, sure, I'll come. And then at least when I go, like, obviously I didn't really know Jordan, but I was like, I at least know a face. So I was her and Max's third wheel all night. Shout out to the two of them for taking me on as like an adopted puppy. It was fun. And they introduced me to some of their friends, which was nice. But then like later in the night, I'm like talking to Jordan and all of a sudden this girl comes up to me and she's like, this might be weird. Like, I'm sorry if this is weird, but are you Destiny? I was like, yes. She's like, oh my God, I'm Cass. I follow you on TikTok. I was like, what? So yeah, Jordan, Cass and I are now besties and we have a group chat on iMessage. We've done a little day date out to Stories Beach, which is a 10 minute drive from where I'm living. Anyway, loved meeting them and I'm really happy that I went even though like I still felt so uncomfortable like I'm just not a bar person I don't know if it's a plus size thing or an insecurity thing or a mixture of the both but bars have just never been a good environment for me like men are just toxic so I'm happy I went because I was able to meet Cass and reconnect with Jordan and we had a great night we took a picture together for our first time ever hanging out meeting one another I got so drunk I have not drank in so long I came home I think I got home at like 2 a.m. And the next morning I ended up walking up to McDonald's and unfortunately I woke up too late to get breakfast, but I think I got like a burger or something. I don't know. But I was happy that I had met some friends. So that was the 31st going into the first. And then the first and the second, again, I think I just like chilled, made TikToks, did some more shopping, walked along the beach. And then the third, I started my job. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. I was talking to my friend Morgan and I was saying how it just feels like a vacation. Like I'm in this new place, going to walk the beach every day. It doesn't feel like my normal. Every other time that I've gone to an ocean, I've been on vacation, whether in Florida or the Florida Keys or Jamaica, like I, <laughs> I equate ocean with vacation. Ocean is not my everyday life. It's not where I live, except it is, <laughs> it is now. So I kind of kept forgetting that like, oh yeah, like I'm actually here to go to work. Like I'm gonna be going to work five days a week. So I started my job on the third. So I've done about a week now with this company and I was so nervous going in like a good nervous, but like just so nervous because I feel very, I forget her name, but I, I see this girl on TikTok all the time and she was talking about how she has like this perfect cocktail for just always feeling kind of like insecure in a business, like in a office environment and that is like being a people pleaser, having imposter syndrome. They hired me for a reason and they like what they see. But the fact that I've never really worked a marketing job before, like that's not my background. I constantly feel like an imposter doing something I don't deserve to be doing. And like, it's been very nice in the first week or so because the tasks that I have been given, I've been given really good feedback on and like everything seems to be going very well. But a lot of what I've been doing so far has been very social media heavy and like social media marketing heavy and not so much like the like advertising and like analytical side of things, which is where I feel a lot less confident and don't really have any experience. So it's nice in some ways that I've been eased into it in an area that I feel very confident, but then it's also like I don't know. I have a lot of imposter syndrome happening right now and a lot of anxiety. I'm on a three-month probation, which is just like standard in the industry. It's very nerve-wracking because three months from now, I could be starting all over again. I'm manifesting that it all goes well and I stay here until I decide 
to leave. I have really enjoyed the job so far. I went out last night to a karaoke night at the hotel, which is like a company that my company owns. So I went there to take photos and videos of the karaoke nights for our marketing materials, for like Instagram and ads. And I felt so official walking in. <laughs> I had this big backpack on with a tripod and the camera and stuff inside. And when karaoke started, I was going around taking photos and videos. I had the camera running and it was also like on the work phone and I brought my little like like Alex Earl clip-on light so I felt official and so cool. I got up and I sang karaoke. I obviously sang Wannabe by the Spice Girls and I've just really enjoyed it. Like I've made a content calendar and I've gotten to do like a lot of social stuff. I've written a couple blog posts. It's been a fun job. The job that I had previously, I really enjoyed some aspects of it but I hated other aspects. This job so far like Every day that I wake up, I've put on a cute outfit, done my makeup and my hair, filmed a little TikTok, showing my outfit inspo, and I've gone to work. I am really enjoying the 9 to 5 life. Granted, we are 8 to 4.30 life, but I'm really enjoying it so far. It's just so freeing in a way, like knowing what my schedule is going to be like every single week, knowing like exactly when I can say yes to plans or make doctor's appointments or whatever. It's just, it's so liberating to be like in that box which is so funny because I feel like that's what so many people are trying to get away from and like to create their own hours or to work from home or whatever but I'm really enjoying it so far granted I am literally only like a week and like two days in but I'm enjoying it so far I'm very excited the company that I work for like they like there's a bunch of different companies that are under them that I'll be doing marketing for all of them So like there's ones that are like on boats and like going to different things like out on the ocean. I'm going to get to go on those and like take pictures, create like social assets and stuff for those. And that is going to be so fun. I just can't wait to go on a boat ride and like see a sea lion, like just cruising on a rock or like see a whale or an orca or whatever. That is going to be a mind boggling day (laughs) for sure. But so far I like it. I have my own little desk in our marketing office. Currently, our marketing department is just the two of us, (laughs) me and my boss, but it sounds like we're going to have a third team member coming in in like the end of February, which will be nice. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far because I feel like my last job, like there just started to be a lot of anxiety and zero motivation. It was really hard for me to get up every day and want to go supply teach or like do whatever it was that I had to do that day. And I'm happy that I'm not feeling that here yet. Yeah, I don't know. It's just been very exciting. And I've been on my content game since I got here. Like I've been posting so many TikToks. (laughs) I filmed like footage of the move and like packing and everything. And I just kind of forgot that I had my camera here. So I have not vlogged at all since I arrived here. I need to like edit together the footage that I do have and put that video out for you guys. I do want to get back into my YouTube game and start vlogging my work weeks or my five to nine after my nine to five or something like that. And like getting back on my TikTok game. I was doing really well the first couple of days and I feel like I've slacked off a little bit, but that's okay. We've been busy. We're in our new Rotahat era. I am the new marketing coordinator (laughs) for this job, which is again, so fun. Like I know like something that I have coming up is planning a, a content shoot with the chef of the pub that we own so that we can like have new photos and like assets and stuff to show off the menu. I can't wait to get on Pinterest and 
put together a shot list. That's going to be so fun. Like my bread and butter, truly, and restarting up like their TikTok pages and trying to like create, come up with like, a strategy for reels and Instagram and all of the things. If you are a marketing girly, um, please like DM me with like your tips or like your survival guide. I'm curious to know like what some of your big tips are. Like I will say like my one friend who works a corporate job and has for like many years when I asked her this, her her tip, which I think is great, is to like always have everything in writing. Even if you have a meeting in person, send a follow-up email with like the main things you talked about or if there's a deal or a monetary thing or whatever, like to send that person back an email so that you have it in writing. That way if anything were to ever happen or, you know, like your receipts, you know, like you just need your receipts, like have everything in writing in one way or another. So I think that's a great tip and definitely one that I am passing along to you. Yeah, so I've been here for like two and a half weeks and it's so funny because like I've only been here for two and a half weeks, but I feel like I've already started to grow into a better version of me. Like that's kind of dramatic, but mainly what I mean is like when I was living at home and even like at my job before this and honestly, even like university before that. I got into this really, really, really bad habit of doing nothing, of just coming home after work or after school and watching Netflix all night or reading a book. I feel like I haven't lived for the past couple of years. I've just been in this weird place mentally that I have not been able to get out of. And I, I am still in that place a bit here. Like, don't get me wrong. I definitely still have days where my plan is to be super productive on the weekend, like to go exploring or like do content or whatever. And honestly, like last weekend, other than the Saturday when um, Cash Jordan and I went out to Stories Beach for a couple hours, I literally have done nothing but come home and read or watch One Tree Hill. But I've gone for so many walks by the ocean. I've gone exploring, I've gone to the cafe a bunch and like have read or worked there. I don't think there's been a single day yet that I've been here that I haven't left my apartment. And that might seem like a small trivial thing to you, but to me that is huge because there were definitely like weeks that went by when I lived at home that I did not leave. I did not leave. I would be on my computer or on my phone or reading all day long and then I would lock myself away in my room all night long like doing the exact same thing and that would just repeat over and over and over again until they dragged me out of the house to go to something that I didn't want to go to. So small changes but I'm getting outside more, going on walks, being social. I went to the New Year's Eve thing and that was so out of my comfort zone and I almost didn't go because I made the mistake of getting into bed and watching One Tree Hill like an hour before I would have had to leave. I was so close to not going, but thank God I did, or I wouldn't have met Cass. And like Jordan, Cass, and I wouldn't have like created our little friend group. And then I went to Stories Beach with them. I've gone to Guido's a bunch. I went to the karaoke thing last night. And actually, before the karaoke, I went to a coworker's birthday dinner at the pub. I, I've been putting myself out there more. I redownloaded some dating apps. Not that there seems to be a lot of people on dating apps out here, but that's okay. It's just like about putting myself out there. And just trying to like open my world a little bit more to the outside of these four walls of this building. So I'm in this temporary living until January 31st and I've lined up a short-term rental from January 31st until the end of April, which is nice. It's so cute. I cannot wait to take content in there. It's definitely very homey. 
it's gonna be like a really nice vibe to come home to after work and also to be in the weekends and like i can have jordan and Cass over. we can have a movie night or like whatever it's gonna be nice to have my own space obviously i have my own space right now at the hotel but also not it's just it's weird because so my room is on the third floor and my office is on the fourth floor which is super nice because i just have to go up a floor on the elevator and i'm at work (laughs) so it's gonna suck a little bit in february when i have to start making my way from this other place to the office and it's not just like a quick like 10 second elevator ride but it's okay it's okay because it's gonna be worth it because the space is really nice And then I can figure out kind of what comes next after that. The reason that this temporary living thing is really nice is because by the time that my short-term lease is up, my probation will be over. So it's perfect timing because if my probation period doesn't go well and um, either I choose to leave or they choose to move without me, um, I won't be locked into a year long or like a six-month lease. I'd be able to leave and go god knows where the only like kind of stressful thing is like i'll have to start looking for somewhere else and hopefully can find something furnished if not those are some big purchases that would need to be made and everything takes so much longer to get to the island anyway i'm not stressing myself out about that yet because that is like a couple months down the line in the next episode we'll talk about my goals for the new year and recap 2023 if you have any questions about the move or the job or anything like definitely feel free to message me either on my personal Instagram or at the podcast Instagram. I would love to answer those. Maybe I'll put a Q&A like up on my stories. But I thought it would be fun to finish with my ins and outs for 2024. I saw my friend Carly rebranded and relaunched her podcast conversations and I saw she did this and I thought it'd be fun to also share on this platform. So let's go through it. Let's do my outs first. If you haven't seen this trend, your ins and outs of 2024 are things that you're going to either keep doing or start doing during this year and then your outs are things that maybe like you were doing last year or other people were doing and you're just over it and like it's not coming with you into 2023 so let's go through my ins and outs my outs i have starbucks which if you know me you might be like bitch please (laughs) Because I, I was a, I'm like, I was a massive Starbucks girly. I had so many of their cups. I went all the time. I spent so much money there. When I was in Seattle in July, we went to the first ever Starbucks, which was such a cool experience. And like the sweater that I got from there, I will continue to wear because it's just so comfortable. But obviously we know that Starbucks is not doing great right now. <laughs> they, you know, they're a huge part of the genocide that is happening. But basically... Starbucks is out. We're not supporting Starbucks right now, maybe ever. And honestly, there's not a Starbucks here anyway, so it's easy to get rid of. But I'm also just over it. <laughs> the last couple times that I had Starbucks, it just wasn't the greatest. And like, this is this is how you know. When I was moving and going through all my stuff and like, I was able to put some stuff up in the attic at my parents' house of things that I would definitely want if I ever came home or like I would definitely want them to eventually ship out to me if I stayed out here and as I was packing up my room I came across my collection of the tall venti Starbucks cups and I think I had six of them on the top of my bookshelf I got rid of all of them I donated some and then I think my siblings each took one but yeah I just got rid of them and honestly felt great Will I continue to be over it? Maybe they'll do something and they'll not be so terrible. But until then, 
Starbucks is out. Also out is impulse spending. I have a French press, <laughs> the coffee grinder on my table that I bought because I didn't have a coffee machine and I don't have a microwave or anything. So I have no way to make coffee. I was like, oh, the cafe that I go to every single day has a French press, a coffee grinder and coffee beans and the like coffee syrup. So I was like, I can't make hot water at the moment, but I could make a cold brew. So I bought the whole thing, which was like a hundred bucks. And have I used it once? No. And honestly, I have spent so much money since getting here, partly on groceries because groceries are just so expensive. But also I just feel like I've bought a bunch of stuff, not the 50 trips of, to the coffee shop that I've gone to. I've been to like every restaurant in this town to test them all out. <laughs> so also out, I have living in Southern Ontario, LOL. <laughs> Because obviously I'm a West Coast girly now and living on Vancouver Island. So like, fuck Southern Ontario. I lived there my entire life in different areas. And it's just, it's not it. And that's not like hate or anything to any of my friends and family who live in the area. But for right now, she's out for the year. We are in our coastal era. We are in our living beside the ocean era. Also out is performative size inclusivity. If I see one more brand make this big statement about offering extended sizes and like all bodies and then four months later that campaign just like ceases to exist and they no longer carry their plus sizes or they're not advertising it or they only carry it online i'm gonna lose my fucking shit i am so over it hashtag american eagle hashtag old navy old navy thankfully like still does offer some plus sizes but what happened they put so much money and stuff into those campaigns and then they just like went back on it once they got the views and the clicks. <sighs> Frustrating. Also out is people pleasing. Now I say this, I think every single year, specifically since I got hit by the car and walked home, but I really just need to be over this. Like it was the people pleaser in me that kept me from going fucking ape shit and like making a big deal about it because I didn't want to be dramatic. and <laughs> I didn't want to I don't know. I just, it was the people pleaser in me that kept me silent. And I hate that for myself because that is absolutely a scenario that if it had been some, happening to somebody else, I would have lost my shit so fast. It's not even funny. And I hate that I don't have that same drive to protect myself as I do to protect other people that I don't even know or people that I do know and I love. And I'm just kind of over that. Like I want to protect myself the way that I protect other people. Also out that I've been doing so badly with so far this year is going to bed without washing our makeup off. I am so bad for this. I'm just, I'm so lazy when it comes to stuff like that, especially when I'm tired. I have no desire to go stand on the cold bathroom floor and make my face cold and wet and wash off my makeup. I just really don't, but it is something that I want to get better at this year, specifically because I'm actually like wearing makeup every day when I go to the office, which is something that I don't normally do. Like I'm usually a once in a blue moon makeup kind of girly. If I'm like filming a TikTok that I really want it on for, or if I'm going out with friends or something, I'm not like an everyday makeup girly, but now I am. And I know that if I don't start washing that off my face, it's going to have adverse effects and my skin is going to get all forked up. So I really do need to get better about that this year. <laughs> also out, I put being chronically single, please, LOL. <laughs> Honestly, your girl just wants to get dicked down. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so we'll see what the prospects are like out here on the island. So far, not great. Haven't had a lot of luck, but it's fine. I'm manifesting that this year, even if it's not like a relationship, I'm manifesting companionship, male companionship, <laughs> in whatever form that might take. 
watering down our personalities is also out. I feel like one thing that I have been slowly getting back since I moved here is a little bit more of my personality. Like I, okay, who, who am I thinking of? Like some popular like influencers, like content creators that I feel like I have very similar energies to when I'm not watering myself down are like Spencer Barbosa, Samantha Joe. like honestly, like the people who are just like so bright, vibrant, bubbly, charismatic, and chaotic. That's just who I am as a person. I am such a chaotic human being and I feel like I resonate with those people's energies so much because they're so similar to my own. But if you're like not in my close friend group or you've only recently become my friend, I feel like that might be surprising for you to hear. I don't even know, like several years, I just have lost a part of my spark and I've just been like a shell of who I once was. And I really miss being that outgoing person. I miss not being anxious and not being insecure sometimes and like always having that imposter syndrome like we talked about. And like last night I got up and was singing and dancing to karaoke with Spice Girls. It was nerve wracking to go up there, especially after not having done something like that in public in a long time. But it was really nice to be back out there and to feel a little bit more like my old self, not giving a shit about what other people think. I was a girl guide leader. I was in girl guides from a very young age to high school. I am not the type of person who is quiet and sheltered. I am named Boom Chicka Boom for a reason. That was my song and I owned it at every single campfire ever. I want that energy back. I want to feel like myself again. And I feel like I've lost my personality along the way and I want her back. She is screaming inside of me, begging to be set free and to unleash her carnage and chaos to the world. I want her back. Ooh, also out, if this one isn't timely, is commenting on other people's bodies. There's no reason. There is literally zero reason why you should be taking the time to comment on someone else's body. I do not care. If you really need to do it, do it in the privacy of your own home where nobody is going to hear you. Like, stop talking about people's bodies. If you're talking about them in the way that you think is positive because you're catcalling or you're calling them hot or whatever, don't fucking do it. If you're going to be an ass and comment on someone's body because they're bigger or maybe they have acne or they have a skin pigment or they're disabled or whatever, literally don't do it. It takes two seconds to be a decent human being. Don't be a forking asshole, okay? Similarly, out is making fun of people's interests and passions. I always think of Taylor Swift when I think about something like this, but she basically has like a very famous speech where she talks about how people will like belittle and make people feel shitty for the things that they enjoy and we're just, we're not doing that. We're not making fun of people for the things that they enjoy doing, okay? If they like knitting, cool. If they enjoy reading smut, cool. If they want to go into theater, cool. If they want to go to Taylor Swift and dress up in crazy outfits, cool. If they want to go to a football game and paint themselves blue and scream as a fully grown male, cool. Like, who am I to judge? I'm not going to. Do what you want. <laughs> And finally, my last out is posting only carefully curated content. I feel like this is something that a lot of people have been saying for this year is like very aesthetic and like planned content isn't going to be performing as well. And honestly, that's not even the reason, but we just need to bring the fun back to Instagram. I want to stop stressing about what times I should be posting or what hashtags I should be using or if my feed looks cohesive. I just want to be posting for the fun of posting. And I think I've been doing an okay job of that since I got here. I've posted a decent amount. And like previously, like I would have stressed about the fact that I have like two 
nearly identical photos on my feet at the same time two beach pictures but now i'm like girl you're in your west coast era like obviously there's gonna be a lot of beach pictures and that's okay it doesn't mean anything bad so i'm trying to get better at not caring not caring isn't the right word but just getting better at not stressing about it all having to look perfect or perform perfectly we're just letting go of those expectations this year Okay, so now let's get into our ins now. So first is local coffee shops. There is a coffee shop, literally like a two minute walk from me and I've been living there. They have these little punch cards for every 10th drink that you get, you get the 11th free. I have only been where I am currently, where I've been going to said coffee shop for like a week and like three days. And I have already gotten my 11th coffee free. And I think I'm on like coffee three or four of my new like 10 until a free coffee. So that just tells you everything you need to know. But honestly, I love local coffee shops. If you're in North Bay, that's where I went to university. Twigs, I lived there all five years that I was at university. I would go there for like an entire day, whether I was there for like leisure to like read or to work on one of my books or if I was there for like school, writing an essay or doing whatever, like I went there all the time. Working in coffee shops is one of my biggest joys in life. I don't know what it is, but something about just going and getting like a cute little beverage, having your computer or your iPad or whatever, and like your planner and stuff and just like spreading out across the table and just working there for the whole day. Like I used to love doing that. And I'd go with friends. There's just something about working in a coffee shop It's magical and will always be one of my absolute favorite things to do. So I'm so, so, so happy that there's a coffee shop, not only in this town, but also so close to where I will be going to work. Also in our daily hot girl walks, specifically by the ocean. I want to take advantage of the fact that I have an ocean, like a two minute walk from my room currently. So I want to go walk by the water at least once a day, every single day. That's a big goal for me in 2024 is I want to do daily walks by the ocean. They don't even have to be long. They could be like a little jot down, look in the sand, see if there's any new critters, and then come back up. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but I just, I want to do that. Also in, I have skincare and oil pulling. I saw these TikToks before I went grocery shopping, and when I was there, I found coconut oil. So I was like, hmm, maybe we're going to start oil pulling this year. And I've only done it once because I keep forgetting to do it in the morning. But like, I know it is supposedly really good for you. And also I think it just a really fun TikTok series, mainly because I have such a strong gag reflex. Sorry to like any future boyfriend out there, but I don't do well with like textures and like things in my mouth. So I think it'd be like a funny series because it'll probably just be me losing my shit and being chaotic while I try to oil pull. Also, and I have our Kindles. Now, listen, listen, I know what you're going to say, but I love physical books. I'm such a physical book reader. I could never be an e-reader. I just love the small books. Bitch, me too. Okay, I was the biggest e-reader hater ever. I remember when they like first started to come onto the scene, my mom was like, oh, like, do you want an e-reader for Christmas? Because then when we go on vacation, we don't have to bring like seven books with you. And I was like, mother, no, no self-respecting reader. <laughs> would choose to read on a little fucking iPad thing. Like they're going to have a real book. They're going to smell it. I was such a hater. And it's amazing. Literally has changed and revolutionized my reading game. I read 236 books in 2023. Do you think that would have happened if I could only read paperback or hardcover books? No, it wouldn't. 
having an e-reader like there is still something so magical about curling up with a physical tangible book in your hand i'm not saying never get a book in physical form but it is so much easier to read when you have a kindle and i say kindle specifically because i obviously have like my physical kindle but you can also get the Kindle app on your phone. I think I use that more than my actual Kindle because it's just so easy to whip out. Like I was at a restaurant yesterday. I went there for breakfast and while I was waiting for my food, I was just on my phone on the Kindle app. I can pull it out and like read when I'm waiting for my taxi, when I'm grocery shopping, like literally at any point of the day, if I'm on my phone, I'm probably on the Kindle app. <laughs> I read so much and it's just because of Kindle. And I think we all need to stop being ebook haters. We can still indulge in the feel that comes from reading a physical book. We can be ebook girlies. It's going to make reading so much easier. And you're going to finally get through that TBR and buy new books without feeling guilty about the fact that you're buying new books when you already have your old books that you haven't read on your bookshelf still. Also, Anne is podcasting. Hi, hello. Did you know I have a podcast? You're actually listening to it right now. <laughs> but I think in general, podcasting and it has been taking off for the past couple of years. So many people have podcasts, but I think they're just going to become even more popular. And they're such a great method of content because they can be as laid back or as structured as you want. I made a tiny little outline for this episode, like main things that I didn't want to forget to talk about but I'm not scripting it. Some podcasts are very scripted and it makes sense for the type of podcast that it is. This is like, it's chaotic. It's FaceTime energy. I'm not pulling you in for a lecture or a seminar. It's just not that deep. It's not that serious. So I think podcasting is going to become even more popular. If you're new, if you don't follow me on TikTok, on TikTok, I started this rot to hot idea in terms of outfits because I was not leaving, was spending all day in bed reading or watching TV, just not being a functioning human and especially not a functioning adult. So I came up with this idea where I had to get up every single day and put on a cute outfit and I was calling it going from rot to hot. And I want to clarify here that hot, I mean, I guess in that context, it was just feeling put together. And then I expanded that idea into my going from hot to hot in 69 days challenge, which I haven't really fallen off of. I've just fallen off of recording it because everything just got so crazy with like the move and like trying to put out moving content, closet clean out and all that. It kind of fell to the wayside. But my idea of rot to hot here is hot being a mindset. To me, a hot girl is a girl who has her shit together. Like she is working on making herself the best version of her that she can be. She is implementing a morning routine. She's eating well. She is fueling her body. She is going for walks by the ocean. She's wearing clothes that she feels confident in regardless of what other people think. She is not caring about the weight on the scale. She is feeling confident in her own skin. She has a skincare routine and takes care of herself and is brushing her teeth every day. Like someone that I think of is like Erica Eileen, right? She is such a hot girl, not only because she's stunning and like has a bodacious booty, but also because I feel like she is just such a good example of someone who has her shit together. She might be listening to this and be like, bitch, I do not have my shit together. Like I'm such a mess. But like, I I don't know. There's just something about her that screams hot girl to me. Like she challenges herself she's confident in her own skin, like she has routines, she's putting herself out there, she's breaking boundaries. To me, that is hot. You know, anyway, (laughs) I could do a whole episode about going from rot to hot and like everything that entails. Let me know if you'd be interested in that. But also in is lip gloss. I am definitely, here's the thing, I feel like I've wanted to be a lipstick girly 
my whole life but I don't know if it's just because I never wear lipstick so when I do I think it looks awful or if it genuinely just looks awful but I am not a lipstick girl but I am a lip gloss girly like the Fenty lip gloss I love it the Clarins which is supposed to be like a Dior lip gloss dupe if you have any lip gloss recommendations please send me a dm or a text if you have my number because i'm always looking for new juicy lip glosses also in our bows bows we saw like kind of near the end of 2023 taking over and i don't think they're going anywhere i think they're going to be just as popular in 2024 and i just i love girlhood like i love like for the girlies mindset and like tying bows on your pants or on your headphones i just think that is a fun thing to do and i love that that's becoming a thing among us i almost got bows on my nails yesterday because i went and got my nails done but the tech didn't have the stuff to do it so i think bows are cute and i'm going to have a bow themed nail set at some point this year also in for me are frozen grapes i got a thing of grapes that i put in the freezer the first day they moved in and i think i've had like four grapes out of the whole bag because i keep forgetting they're there but i love frozen grapes specifically i am a green grape girly but there are just especially in like the summer or like in the hot months not so much right now they're a perfect refreshing snack and they just get so crispy and mm, you bite into it and it's just so cool and refreshing I love her. If you've never tried putting your grapes in your freezer, let this be your sign to do that. Also in for me is taking vitamins. I got these gummy, like, I think they're like women's health everyday multivitamins or something. And I've been such a good girl. And I've been taking one every single morning as soon as I get out of bed because it's on my windowsill. And the first thing I do in the morning is close my window because it gets so cold in here overnight. And I look out at the ocean and I eat my gummy pill. And it's great. But we are taking more vitamins this year. We are taking care of ourselves. I feel like that's an adult thing to do is to have vitamins. I'm not going to lie to you. Also in is going exploring and saying yes more, but also knowing when to say no. I've definitely gotten better at this this year so far. Like I went to New Year's Eve. I went to karaoke last night. I feel like I'm getting better at saying yes because I definitely have been in this like place for quite a while where you know, like I would make plans and then I would back it at the last minute or be so thrilled when plans fell through. I've just become really bad with my social anxiety and wanting to leave the house. That is a big thing that I'm going to be challenging myself to do in 2024, especially while I'm here in this new place, this new town where there are new friends to be made and places to explore. And my last in is having hot tea in the morning instead of coffee. Now, I will say I haven't done this at all this year, but only because I don't have a method to boil water. But definitely starting next month when I'm moving into my new place where I will have an actual oven and stove and microwave and toaster, I will be getting back in my tea game. I used to be like a coffee first thing in the morning, but I've been really, I like became such a, I mean, I've always enjoyed tea, but I became a big tea drinker when I was living with my parents over the past year. And I had so many, so many things of tea, like every single day. But the one that I started to do like pretty much every day was have a hot thing of tea in the morning and at night. And I really enjoyed that. So that is definitely something that I want to continue to do in 2024. So I think I'm going to end the episode here. Definitely let me know what your ins and outs of the year are. I would love to see them. If you have also posted them, feel free to tag me in like your post or to send it to me through Instagram. But yeah, they're 
it's going to be a lot coming in the next couple of months. We're going to have lots of adventures to talk about, lots of things to unpack here on the podcast. If there's something specifically that you would love for me to talk about, again, just shoot me like a text or a DM. I'm open for episode ideas. I think one of my goals for this year is to be more consistent with the podcast. Things were a little bit out of my control last year, but I definitely want to post an episode every single Thursday for the year. I think that's my goal is to just be really, really consistent. I would also love to get a video version of the podcast at some point this year going, but it's just, it's, it seems like a really small step, like, oh, just turn a camera on, but it just, it make, there's so much that goes into a video podcast and it's just, it, it makes the time commitment for recording a podcast episode a lot bigger and it also makes like the editing process and everything a bit more challenging. So we'll see, but I would love at some point to have a video version of Shut the Fork Up as well. Anyway, thank you for tuning in and coming to listen to Shut the Fork Up. Happy first episode of the new year. I hope your January is going well so far and I am excited about this year. I hope that you continue to come on this journey with me. So make sure that you follow us on Instagram and that you're subscribing to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And think about leaving us a rating. They really do do so much in terms of like getting the podcast out there and potentially like being able to like find like a podcast agency or something one day, which is definitely another goal of the year. Yeah. Anyway, have a great day. Happy Thursday. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Shut the Fork Up podcast with your favorite host, Destiny Murtaugh. Don't forget to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And to follow your host on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at It's Your Dust. Do not forget to be a bad bitch. And we'll see you again on Thursday.